the Spanish announce table. Tom, it is another week of the Spanish announce table. It is episode 258. Uh, you are still in a neck brace. How is that going? Well, it's not fun. Mm, I'm on yeah. the tail end. Uh, <laughs> next Thursday, I go in for um, x-rays. And then the following Tuesday or Thursday, I forget, the 14th, whatever day that is. Then I go in for my appointment and then we move forward to see what happens with my neck. Do I need surgery? Am I okay? Or do I need physical therapy and then see if I need surgery after that? We shall see. Uh, But right now, just wearing this neck brace 24-7, 365. uh, Feels that way at least, but 24-7 for sure. Um, and, uh, just trying to get through done with April. So we are in May. That was April. I was in a, the neck collar the entire month. So for as long as April felt for you, the listener or you, Tim, just imagine how it felt being in a neck collar that entire time. It was miserable, but May we've got some good things to look forward to at the end of May. I'm going to Disney world with Emily and her family excited for that. Good to see Goofy and all those wonderful characters. Uh, the Monday before we leave for uh, Disneyland, I'm going or Disney World. Uh, we're going to Monday Night Raw. Um, also, got some fun things planned uh, in the middle of the month. The month kicks off with Saturday night. Anthony Sharkbait Gutierrez is fighting in the main event of KCFA 33. Uh, against a really tough opponent from Omaha, Nebraska. So that should be good. Uh, so yeah, month of May, I'm excited. We're in May now. That's what uh, that's what I'm focused on. Just getting through it and enjoying every day of it. Well, yeah, uh, I'm sure it's not comfortable being in the neck brace. So uh, I'm glad I keep bringing it up every week. So you can. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Anytime yeah. I'm trying to reach for the yeah. stars, you're that friend that just that's drags what, me back down. Friends, well, let me cheer you up uh, to also give you something. To look forward to, right? Goals to set, um, things mm-hmm. to excite you, right? Things to hope for. Uh, you you were going in on for the 14th, and you could, you said one of the possibilities, be given a fairly clean bill of health. They could go, man, this healed pretty well. You're good to go here. Mild activity, you know what I mean? Light physical therapy, mm-hmm. here we go. Uh, but you can go about your, you know, typical daily activities, maybe, you know, something like that. Uh, that's great because that's three days before my birthday. So then you'll have time to go shopping. You'll have yeah. time to plan an event. Um, yes. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. Surprise party, I'm sure. I'm sure you mm-hmm. and my wife have already been discussing things. So, uh, you know, well, you uh, know, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a great, uh, that's a great deal. Uh, myself, I haven't done much, man. We did our typical family stuff, right? We had swim trunk soccer games. We had housework, yard work, the comedy club stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, that's, How's the comedy that's club fun. coming? I saw that they got a guy that was just on the Tonight Show that's going to be there this mm-hmm. weekend. Well, and yeah, and this past weekend they had Marshall Warfield, who was one of the uh, like bailiffs over on Night Court. I don't know if you ever watched. Night I remember Court. Night Court. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember the? Um, uh, I forget what her name was on Night Court, but not when it was when it wasn't no, bored or short black lady marshall yeah oh yeah she was real fun the guy i really liked the most was her opening act and his name was aaron urist u-r-i-s-t uh super funny guy um uh, out of denver uh he was just really funny right like he had a real fun bit about the phrase i love you like a fat kid loves cake uh, that was a real fun bit, like uh, just you know, because he's a fat guy, uh, right? So it was just okay. just uh, real fun. I won't I won't spoil his act, but uh, he was real fun. Uh, and then a local guy opened up, which is what they always do, like the as the MC kind of host of the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mm-hmm. name is Typhoon Panda. 
Okay. That's his, yeah, that's his name. That's his thing. I like uh, it. And, and so uh, he was a fun guy, too. Real nice guy to me. So, yeah, I forget exactly who's coming up this thing. I just show up and I run the sound. I'm awesome at it, right? So I just, it, it doesn't matter who's on the billing. I got you, Ben. I got you covered. Speaking right? of uh, comedy shows, have you seen uh, one thing that I did this week uh, since last recording is I watched the new Netflix special from uh, Anthony Jeselnik. Have you seen that? Oh, there's a new Jeselnik out. Yeah. Like from 2019? Yeah, came oh, out this man. week. Man, great! I'm gonna check that out. He's awesome. So I tell you, the first one that did the comedy club was uh, Colin Kane, and he's an insult comic of that level. I'd say just as good, like able to just pick folks out of the crowd and just, just drill them. Jeselnik, I'll have to watch that. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he has the best opening joke of any special I've seen. It is spot on, perfect. And then he lets you know it's the best joke, and I agree with him. Uh, it was perfect. Perfect yeah. first joke. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I did. Uh, also, I took part in the social happening. Uh, it was trending worldwide on Twitter. It made uh, $1.2 billion in its opening weekend. But I took part, like so many others, uh, watching Avengers Endgame. Mm. And I won't spoil anything for the people that may have not seen it. I assume uh, the people that are listening to this podcast have most likely probably seen yeah. that movie. The majority probably uh, but, have, yeah, I would imagine. But I will, will say there's a there's a particular scene that I've realized I just can't handle anymore. I cry mm. at this particular type of scene in every movie now. Because this is the thing. Remember when we started this podcast and I was like, love, <laughs> stupid, dumb, do that. That's for losers settling downs, like leaving the party at nine thirty. All of that fun stuff, and I was genuine when I said all that. Yeah, I, I, I honestly now, believed every bit coming from. And I, it felt so and true. I did too. And I tell you what, this Emily, she's got me all smitten and in love. And now there's a particular mm-hmm. scene, and for people that have seen Avengers, you'll know what I'm talking about. But there's a particular scene that now I just ball my eyes out. Just ball my eyes out. Can't handle it. Oh, yeah. Well, I have. Um, so I started watching on Netflix. Um, Ricky Gervais has a new series called Afterlife. A guy has lost mm-hmm. his. This isn't spoiling anything. This is right out the gate to set the tone, right? The guy's lost his spouse to cancer, and he's going to kill himself. And he got stopped shortly of doing it because the dog interrupted him, and he realized the dog was hungry. And as he's feeding the dog, he's like, I should be dead right now, right? He's like, if you weren't hungry, I'd be dead. And he's like, fuck, nothing else matters, right? He's like, I can just be a fuck whatever, right, and tell people to fuck off. And if it just gets bad enough, I'm going to fucking kill myself, right? Like, So he's going around being a fucking dick. Now, Ricky Gervais does things very, you know, when he's directing things, like they're very well done. It's an art, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Wait a minute. Uh, now, is this a documentary or is no, this, this like is a just, scripted show? This is just him doing a scripted show, right? So okay, kind of comedy, gotcha. but then also very sharp. It's like a dramedy, if you mm-hmm. will. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark comedy. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just, I've realized I can't watch shows about, you know, losing a spouse. I'm like, nah, that's too close to home. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, no. I'm like, oh. no, no. I just, I can't watch it without it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to, I can't finish it. Like you can't do it. Yeah, it's it's very hard. So to go on the opposite end of the spectrum, and let me say, Avengers Endgame, 
three hours and one minute long. So it's a it's a long, grab your lunch. Uh, yeah. yeah, grab your lunch or eat a lunch beforehand and make Ooh, sure you know you're ready for it. Huh? Three plus yeah. hours. Woo. But it was very well done. There's a couple inconsist- inconsistencies, and for me, that's my beef with more sci-fi and fantasy than it is this movie particular. Because I just don't get things like, oh, all of a sudden now the you know, person in distress has this ability that we never knew of. Funny how you just wrote that to be available. Uh, but that aside, movie was fantastic. I think in 2019, there should be a mandatory. If a, if a movie is over uh, one hour and 45 minutes, there needs to be a built-in mandatory uh, phone slash social media break built in, like an intermission. No, it. it's really done People well. Can't there was, People can't handle yeah, it. <laughs> no, they could. You know why? Because <laughs> they should. And, and, well, and I think it's this movie in particular, and because they pe- like they pack ten pounds of shit into a five pound, you know, bag. Like okay, right. they put a lot of stuff in there, in so there's way. not a lot. Of, yeah, this there's isn't not a, a shit bag. <laughs> yeah, but there's not a lot for you to look away from because there's so many characters that there's never. It's like a multi man. It's like a. Uh, it's like a. Uh, tag match at WrestleMania of a six pack challenge, right? Like there's six tag teams and you're like, okay, so there's never really a down spot. Mm-hmm. That's how the movie felt. Yeah, it's because there was like, well, you have this character. Now this character has, you know, uh, yeah, this you, match in the, you know, so if you're invested, there's no way you could be bored. Essentially. Even if you're not, I feel like yeah. they just go to the next story and you're like, okay, where do I, am I going here? So hey, I thought it was a fantastic movie. Hey, how, how, how well does it go over to in Spanish announce table 2.0 to name the episode? This isn't a shit bag. Yeah. Right. I, I like that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll, I like I'll, 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 I'll put this down with a question mark. <laughs> we'll come back to that in the tentative. Notes. Yeah. This is tentative. Yeah. Penciled in working title. Uh, this but isn't a on shit the, bag. Mm. on the opposite end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. besides crying my eyes out to a uh, very good movie, well, I guess not opposite end of the spectrum, but how you were talking about death of spouses, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Another thing that happened uh, to me this weekend is uh, I was up north, got new brakes um, on my car. Uh, The dealership is down the street from Emily's parents' house. So while we waited, they picked us up. We hung out at their house, you know, had snacks, watched TV, all that stuff. was more comfortable at their house. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, so we're hanging out at the house. And uh, as we're sitting there watching TV, I think we're watching the NFL draft, Mm -hmm. this these four adults, you know, older yeah. <laughs> adults okay. walk into the house and this lady looks at me just dead face with her eyes welting up. She's crying. Obviously she just looks at me. She goes, I'm already crying. I can't handle this. And I just go, I looked right back at her in my neck collar and all that. And I just go, I said verbatim. I said, Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like yeah. I didn't say that part, but I was just like, Oh, okay. And then, more people walked in, like th- the three other people behind her walked in. And so my initial reaction is, okay, maybe this is uh, her parents' relatives that I haven't met, you know, right. more family because they have a big, huge family. This is just more people I haven't met. So I looked to Emily and she's sitting in a chair kind of across the room. I go, hey, who are those people? And she goes, I have no idea. I was like, okay, so this is weird. And so they go downstairs and then Emily gets up and goes down there with her. Apparently, the week before, the uh, these four people 
knocked on Emily's parents' door and was like, hey, just want to let you know we're going to be walking through your backyard because they live on the fourth tee at Tiffany uh, Springs uh, Golf Course, okay, gotcha. right? right gotcha. And so they said, hey, uh, our son's going to propose to his girlfriend to get pictures and to be you know, hidden. We're going to park in the cul-de-sac in front of your house and then walk through gotcha. the backyard and take pictures. Right. And then her parents were really like, no, no, don't do that. Just walk into the basement. And that way you can see it the whole time. And then, you know, you can walk out the windows. You can't see from the T so no one will notice that you're there. And so they were downstairs. We didn't want to intrude. So we were watching upstairs in the kitchen and we watched this uh, guy propose to his girlfriend and they got engaged. It was perfect. So it was it was a group of four. It was a dad. I assume a brother then the guy and then the girl. And so there's um, a pond as a water hazard in front of the, the, the hole, right? So there's a hazard to get over the water to then make your par or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, dad hits it over the pond. Fine. The brother hits it over the pond. Fine. The guy hits it over the pond. Fine. The girl gets up, moves her tee up closer to the, you know, closest one to the pond. Cause yeah, whatever. Uh, she hits it, and Jesus Christ, a fucking dog could have hit it better. Like, the fucking thing just sucked. And just, right? And just goes like that. So as she goes into her backswing, the guy walked to his golf cart, grabbed the ring, and then gets on one knee, right? So mm-hmm. as she goes into her backswing, he's on one knee, gets in one knee. She hits the fucking ball. It sucked dick. She <laughs> throws the club. It, it was the worst shot I've seen. It was I could have kicked it better. <laughs> Uh, she throws the club kind of just like out, you know, like, God damn it. Kind of, you know, that, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. with that body language. Cause it was too far. I couldn't tell what she was saying, but she throws the, the golf club, you know, three feet away from her. And then she turns away from him. So she does like a circle going away from him. And she's like, kind of has her hands up in the air. And then she goes and she like turns right into him. And then she just goes, Oh my God. And then they, yeah, you know, they say yes. It was perfect though. Like that's that's, that's gonna great. be a good story. That is good. So uh got to see an engagement, got to see a movie, got to see Anthony Jeselnik. So the that's full great. spectrum of emotions. So uh before we get into the wrestling then here, uh coming up in some wrestling news, uh I'm gonna give you a Germany story uh that surrounds around death of a loved one that it kinda I remember just now. Okay. Uh, so this is gosh, this is before two thousand I mean this is two thousand eight ish or something, right? This stems on MySpace. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. MySpace. Now this is MySpace kind of nearing its end. Facebook yep. starting to kind of come up time yep. frame, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, so I'm kind of haphazardly checking MySpace and I get a message from somebody that I have no clue and it's a German girl and I'm like, that's odd. Uh, you said, what's like, up? Uh, it's, it's, I read the message and it was like, Hey, this, this is really going to be weird. But I just felt like I had to reach out to you, and I'm like, okay, whatever, right? Like, what? And then she was like, she was like, I was looking through profiles in the area, and I saw yours, and it legit. I I stopped because she's like, you look like uh, my fiance. She's like, full disclosure, my fiance died six months ago, and she was like, but we were together for three years. Like, starts going on this thing, and I'm like, okay, and attaches pictures. And Tom, I was like, holy shit, it looked almost exactly like me. Now, it looked like me had, like, I ever stuck to, like, a moderate, you know, maybe weight training routine and maybe was a two inches taller, right? Just a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it looked like a slightly older me. And I was like, 
oh my god like doppelganger i was like oh wow okay i was like okay that's a fuck am i supposed to say now right, right like, i don't yeah. know what to uh-huh. fucking do about this yeah we hooking up I'm like this is weird and that's that's my thing i'm like i don't want to right like i'm not him right like so i don't know what to say right so i don't care i was just like wow i'm you know what i mean like sorry to hear that you lost someone right like that sucks like Mm -hmm. oh and that kind of like she said a few things and then just was just like anyway like sorry it's probably weird i said anything and i kind of was forgiven that like whatever you know yeah it's from afar like she the town she lived in was a couple hours away or something well, well and you know she didn't grab your hand at the supermarket right. and say i have okay. to tell you something yeah, okay. so yeah well uh <laughs> fast forward here i don't know a couple of six months maybe a year later down the road i'm hanging out with a friend of mine who's dating a girl a couple towns away right and he's got a friend who's also stationed at the base there right it's about an hour drive away we're there at a bar there and i get a tap on the shoulder by somebody i've never seen before in my life and they go is your is your name tim and i was like mm, pens <laughs> i was like yeah who's asking and they were like Possibly. are you on myspace and i'm like hmm i'm like i get who are you right like who is this? and they were like um never mind i just wanted yeah never mind and they like walk away and i'm like all right and i like f- watch where this person goes and it sits down next to that lady who had contacted oh me and i'm like God. oh no right so i look at my friends i'm like we gotta go and i tell them what's going on and of course they're like nah yeah no like, we're yeah. gonna stay for this <laughs> no, man, we're staying here we drove all the way here we got nowhere else we're going we're here man and i'm like fuck right so then she tried to talk to me later which was just kind of awkward right i'm like i you know hey nice to, you know what i mean but it just it was one of those things i was like i wish you wouldn't have like you know what i mean like i don't know I well, felt like she I probably to... didn't assume. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know That's how. Funny. Maybe I could have handled that better. But that was, you know what I mean. I mean, what are the eh. odds that, like, yeah, you run into the widow of your doppelganger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Twice through MySpace and in person. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. Yeah, it's an, it was an awkward scenario. But anyway, we're back on pro wrestling, Tom. Uh, unless you had you, yeah, you. That was your week. You summed it up, right? You didn't have anything yep, else to add, right? You didn't it. win the lottery or anything, right? Nothing. Nope. Mm, you didn't Nothing get signed of... by AEW or? Not yet. Mm. Well, uh, could possibly John Moxley be signed? Uh, well, AEW? that's the big news of the week. Uh, as seen on Twitter, uh, John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose uh, in the WWE, released a video And uh, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, you've probably seen the video by now. So I guess we won't go through like a step by step of our thoughts or of a a breakdown of it. But your general thoughts, Tim, what did you think of seeing the video from now John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose? Well, my overall takeaway at the end was I was like, well, he wasted no time. I mean, he's officially off contract today, and he already has this video produced and out. Like, that takes some forethought, some planning, some shooting, some production time, right? Like, this was already done beforehand. So he, you know, I mean, there was no waffling with John Moxley, whatever his real name is, right? Jonathan Good. That's his real name. Johnny B. Good. No waffling with, yeah, good, go with the Moxley. Uh, Good, go. um, Yeah, I, um, 
So that was my takeaway was like, okay, so he's ready. You know, I mean, he clearly wanted to leave, right? He wanted to go, which I kind of got that feel from the guy, don't you think? So, well, I think he's very self-absorbed. Meeting him the time that we did and everything I've seen and kind of heard, uh, Stone Cold interview on top of that, kind of made me think like, oh, he's his favorite fan. And he thinks like he's gone through it all, even though maybe he hasn't. Anyhow, my first thought was this is a work. Because of this reason, look at everyone else who's left the WWE. Now, I thought it was a work, but maybe it's from AEW doing the production. But this is my first thought. I go, Jesus Christ, consider this video in relationship to everyone else who's left the WWE and then said, I'm on the indies or I'm back, right? This had the biggest production value, fake Mm. cops, fake wall being broke down, fake uh, fence with the barbed wire, a fucking dog running. Like that wasn't $10 in the backyard on a a fucking iPhone. Right. That's what I I mean. Like this was a production. So you're right. right. Yeah. Okay. And so I thought like, okay, so he didn't pay for this shit. Like that's like what? unless he, he made, never spent he a, lives, yeah, a check he made. He's the kind of guy that has like a coffee table and a fucking cot okay. in his one right. room apartment so somewhere. Then there. again, so a guy that has a coffee table and you know Decided a pack of cards is gonna spend a- <laughs> yeah gonna spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a promo video right, for yeah. one minute. No, for, for so no I thought, defined. Right. promotion right are, are, exactly. are they just flipping his character are they gonna start calling him mox or something i don't it know just said mox, so, john mox in yeah so i thought either this is wwe working us summer of punk style right mm-hmm. or this is aew saying hey we got some money we can do some production check out what we can do that's my two trains of thought i did see uh, now some... what did you think go ahead well i did see some conspiracy theories on there that like there are hints that like there was a paradise that showed two and five which is may 25th is the date of their thing right and it's dice and and it's vegas and something i didn't understand but apparently he's like a musician so maybe he plays at the viper room maybe there's a wrestling show at the viper room i I don't know Uh, but i thought yeah but i thought the the breaking out of a cell the one dog who i'm assuming Mm -hmm. is roman reigns chasing him uh his uh uh, alluding to his past of the hardcore matches where he has the barbed wire around his um, arm. I did find it funny, and I usually find this funny in UFC, pro wrestling, really any type of uh, promotional video that does slow motion working out. I find that funny. Yeah, right. Like There was a slow-mo of him doing a burpee. And it's like, <laughs> you realize anyone can do a fucking burpee, man. Like That is not yeah. impressive. Oh, you're so like, you're dedicated. Yeah, and it was the part where his like dick hit the ground. It wasn't like a hard part where like got up. It was the yeah, easy part, of just yeah. falling down. The falling, um, yeah, smashing and then, like, his dick the on the Slow mat. motion, yeah, and then like the slow motion punching of a bag. It, I never, again, I don't like that when the UFC does it. I don't like that when you know TNA did that with Bobby Lashley. Although I like yeah, the work now, but you know, clip. Show me you running. Right, like, or just show <laughs> some impressive feats of strength, all of Brock Lesnar, Rock, leading up to SummerSlam 2002 when they're fucking really getting at it, like some or, really athletic shit. Or show me that you hung out, uh, kicking back, drinking beers, and you still come out and kick the shit out of the guy. I, either way, something. Right? Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> either way, but, with it, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was kind of silly the uh, the slow motion working out, and I thought the money. Uh, someone yeah, else follow is the trail. Behind, so yeah, somebody's behind it. So either it's a WWE work. Or 
It's an AEW. And it was better production value than anything that we've ever seen from TNA, Ring of Honor. Yeah, it's not None of those companies has has never done anything that looks that clean and good. The AEW is not either, although the Tony Khan has been saying we're gonna be like this stuff is not well, what the show will be right right and the thing with AEW is they haven't done anything right, right? the only right. promotional thing they did was the stay fast and true to what they did at uh all in with the little iphone things before tony came involved right the, when it was just cody and the young bucks the cody rhodes promo now that didn't take much production but that was so I let's like talk that. about that yeah, that's okay. our second story so the second big story uh of the week the Cody Rhodes promo, um, as he uh, leads into his match with Dustin Rhodes, uh, his brother, versus the Nightmare, the Natural versus Which the is Nightmare. Good. That's a good tagline. Like That's that. a good tagline. I like it. And he even went one step farther, and he said, "This isn't a match against my brother. This is to kill the Attitude Era." Mm. Here's what I will say about his criticisms. In some regards. He's a hundred percent accurate, right? It's easy to say in hindsight, 2020, wasn't it silly? The rock doing his nursery rhyme stuff. Yeah. We can say that 20 years later, right? Right. right. But 20 years later, we could also probably say it all in. It was pretty silly that you had Joey Ryan and a bunch of dick druids running out to the ring so let's not say like the attitude era was so silly oh that's silly in 2019 so the indie fan fan that the cody and uh young bucks produced you know didn't have elements of the attitude era so let's pump the brakes on that the women's match i'll give you that even though you know a braun panties match uh there hasn't been a match from Charlotte or Becky that I've seen that's got a reaction of when Trish Stratus got her pants pulled down. Just saying that. Well, and, and in a business where uh, it's about reactions and dollar bills, yeah. they were getting it done. It's also not to say if your alternative version of the industry existed back then that you would have also been this like champion of women's. And there wasn't a whole lot of women doing serious wrestling in the industry, period, then. Yeah, but I I know what he's saying. So, like, it's better than that. And it is. But I'm just saying, this business is about a few things. Mm. Your look, right? It's an appearance business. It's a reaction business. And it's a dollar business. And the Attitude Era was doing all those three pretty damn well. Yeah, it's all about the business. You keep hitting on that business, business, business thing. And that's the deal. It's like, great. Yeah, we can talk about what's more athletic. We can talk about what makes more sense. We can talk about what's... And that's the thing. In uh, hindsight, uh, we can can pick apart the Attitude Era. And he even brought up to the the fact of, uh, you know, was someone... Oh, he he brought up the piss ant thing that Triple H said at uh, WrestleMania Hall of Fame. And he said basically a piss ant bodybuilder with a no DQ just throwing people around. Is that as good as Kenny versus um, uh, uh, Okada? And I just want to say, hey, go watch any match where Stone Cold makes a surprise appearance and watch those fans jump out of their fucking seat. Again, I'm not trying to make this whole like I'm defender of Attitude Era, but let's not just say, oh, it's the cool thing to shit on the Attitude Era. That's all Uh, my point is. Yeah, I mean, yes, Triple H can have some dull matches because they had no story behind them, but then there's also also WrestleMania matches with The Undertaker that have me glued to the screen. I mean, like, if you do it right, it can stay. Now, 
I don't know who's face and who's heel in this whole thing. So maybe that was a heel promo to get me worked up, which mission accomplished. I, I thought it was a very well told promo. I thought the cadence, the the seriousness, the delivery was just 10 out of 10. Oh, thought yeah. it was awesome. Oh yeah. Um, and it made me interested. I'm going, look, we'll get into it in the second segment about Raw and SmackDown and the world of WWE, but it was overall, I'll just say it now, mundane yeah. and boring. So I'm, anxiously hoping that AEW gets me this excited as that Cody promo did. Yeah. The poetry, uh, you know, of the, of the words, you know, and like how he ended with, and I love my brother with based on some of the stuff he harkened before, which I won't ruin if anybody hasn't listened, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just done really well. It was written well, delivered Even well. Even Dustin's like promo was good Ooh, I when he that. retired. Oh when yeah. He retired. Right, well, yeah. when he retired gold dust and talked about right. his brother and their relationship, I thought it was really good. I'm I'm all in on this <laughs> pun intended. Um, I, I like I like everything they're doing again. But if we're shooting here and saying that that promo was the gospel from Cody, uh, pump your brakes. Let's, let's wrap this up. Do you think WWE is willing to change Ambrose into John Moxley slash Mox, whatever they might be able to, to to trademark and let him get a little more? No. I don't. No. So I, you I don't think it's them with the work, huh? No. I mean, I, I definitely think it could be them behind it. You think and it could be a work and of, just goes away? Yeah. He does like a summer of punk kind of thing that they right. wanted to, where you see him on the independence and he's doing matches as Johnny Moxley. And then he makes a surprise appearance at survivor series back as Dean you. Ambrose. Okay. I could easily see that. Yeah. He goes um, and works five matches on the Indies or something. Yeah. We think he's out there excited. working. He ain't fucking working. He's taking a break and he works five matches, right? right? Yeah. Exactly. Softballs yeah. with friendlies, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. It, my biggest reaction from that Johnny Moxley promo video was that's a lot of fucking money for one person to be paying. That has to come from somewhere else. That was my instant reaction from it. Uh, the other story before we get into the break and go yeah. into the world of WWE deals with a former universal champion. Mm. It was reported via Dana White himself that one Brock Lesnar has retired or told Dana White, apparently that he has retired from mixed martial arts, which obviously could have implications for the WWE. Uh, Brock Lesnar retiring from the world of mixed martial arts, UFC. What's your instant reaction to that, Tim? Well, I think UFC lost, uh, an easy name to market, you know? I mean, like, you could put Brock Lesnar in there against whoever, and people are like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll watch that. Right, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, wrestling got a little, uh, we they lost some of that just because people were like, okay, well, Brock's not here, and, you know what I mean? When he does show up, he throws him around, and then he's gone again, right? So, mm -hmm. you know I mean? A little bit different of a scenario. Um, obviously, you know, historical career, uh, or historic, I guess the correct way to say that. Um, yeah, I mean, in, you, you were in the bigger, UFC or in, yeah, or in, in UFC. UFC. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, uh, and you were more into that sport, so you're probably one more to go deep into this. Well, I don't think it's real, right? I don't uh, believe it's real until Brock Lesnar says it's real because, you know, you can be – Dana White could be negotiating through Twitter or Brock Lesnar could be negotiating through – yeah, calling his bluff. So we don't know, right? Until he probably said, I fuck it, I'll retire if you don't pay me. And he's like, all right. And then he just went, hey, Brock said he's retiring. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. And Dana, or excuse me, Brock Lesnar once before said he was retired from uh, MMA. And then he fought Mark Hunt at UFC 200. Uh, he is 41. He's not getting any younger. He did uh, fail two drug tests his last fight. 
at UFC 200, uh, in which he beat uh, decision. Uh, in regards to let's let's just say for uh, fun purposes, it is real. He is retired from MMA. Yeah, his uh, MMA career is remarkable, uh, similar to a shooting star. I mean, he wins his uh, he wins the UFC heavyweight championship from Randy Couture in his fourth fight, which yeah. is bizarre and crazy to say. His fourth ever fight, he beats legend and Hall of Famer and at the time heavyweight champion Randy Couture, which is incredible. And then he, the one thing that I will always say about Brock Lesnar's career is he was not the most skilled guy in the world. There was definitely guys that were way more skilled than him, but he never shied away from uh, a hard fight. fight. He fought every tough guy. Alistair Overeem, Kane Velasquez, at the time Shane Carwin. His first fight in the UFC was former UFC heavyweight champion Frank Mir. Um, he fought the murder's row for his experience yeah. uh, in the so, UFC. So I will always give him props on that. Let's but, test your uh, stats and maybe you have to pull up a Wikipedia. If it ends now and he's retired, what's his UFC record? Oh, man. He has three losses. Frank Mir... Um, Cain Velasquez and Alistair Overeem. He has Hongman Choi, uh, is it, or not Hongman Choi, but I can't remember that guy's name in M1. Uh, that one, then he did beat Frank Mir, then he beat Heath Herring, then he beat Randy Couture, then he beat Shane Carwin, then he lost, lost, and then he beat Mark Hunt. Is he six and three? I don't know. I don't have it. You might have it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were testing me. No, yeah, I wasn't looking it up. up. Yeah. Uh, how many title reigns? Just the one title reign? Or Just the one, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, and did he defend it successfully a couple times? See, I don't really follow this yeah, one. Yeah, one of the best fights. Oh, he's five and three with one no contest, which was the fight with, um, uh, what's his ass? Mark Hunt. So he has six and three. Um, I was right. Uh, yeah, one title reign. Um he lost. He won the belt from Randy Couture. Lost it to Cain Velasquez. Uh, but what I will say is, like every fight was all eyes on him, and he came through more times than not. Obviously, he had a winning record, but he, he fought the who's who, the toughest guys at that time. The so biggest, I will, baddest men on the planet. Yeah, he was when one he of fought Shane Carwin. Yeah, when he fought Shane Carwin and defended his title. Uh, Shane Carwin was known to have you know cinder blocks in his hands, so if it was they, incredible. If they talk about, you know, society's lost to history, uh, and we're talking about that, and they talk about the gladiators of the time, these are the guys. And Brock Lesnar's oh, in yeah. there mixing it up with them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Definitely. But yeah. now, what do you think this means for WWE? Because it's already been announced he's going to be a part of that Saudi Arabia show in the summer. Uh, so is, if you caught the press release, Goldberg. So we get to see Goldberg come back. That sucks. Well, it does suck, but... Here, I'm wondering if WWE doesn't pull the "Hey, we're going to SmackDown to Fox. We got to get big ratings. We're gonna bring on and pay them to be here regularly." Lesnar, Cena, Goldberg, right? Like we're gonna get the names again. We're gonna throw the money at it, and we're gonna go. I could see. I I would not be shocked if you saw Lesnar on the debut episode of SmackDown on Fox. Right? Mm-hmm. I, that would make a hundred percent sense. Yep. I Cena. hope. Yeah. I, I mean, as far as that first episode, but I could see Lesnar being a, uh, kind of semi-regular, uh, competitor on SmackDown instead of, of raw. 
every right. other week, maybe kind of. Thing. I would just hope. I would just hope that they've learned their lesson, and you know, Brock Lesnar is a fun special attraction. I've always been interested in his matches because they can be train wrecks, and they always feel like this. There's always a sense of like, could this go rogue and Brock Lesnar really fight Braun Strowman? Like, yeah, there's always that yeah. sense it's that Andre the Giant. Uh, you never know. Right, like right. If and he so I've snaps, always enjoyed that. Ab- guys dead. Yeah, I've always <laughs> enjoyed that about his matches. Yeah. I just hope that the lesson that they've learned is we can keep doing that, and that can be fun for a segment of the audience. But let's not hold hostage any type of title, because then mm. that kind of stalls the show. And that's the part where I hope you know bring yeah. him in for that a match with Braun Strowman. Or, yeah, or bring him in for a match with Lars Sullivan, but just have it be two guys, not for the fill-in-the-blank championship. Just have it be a special uh, attraction. Unless Lesnar's demanding. it's got. I've got to have the title, too. Well, then if that's the case, then fuck him, because right. that story has ran its course, and it's dry as shit. So fuck him in that regard. Money talks, man. We shall see. Yeah, I don't know. He don't talk because his ratings are fucking that good. I don't know, man. I think... Um, it just depends, man. Yeah, I think I I wouldn't mind if he retires at this point, just because it's oversaturation. Well, I wouldn't but, mind if he retired from both things, right? He right. just rides off at the sunset, That's and we I just mean. never see him. Yep, never. Yeah, see that'd him. be great. But he'd probably love that too. Yeah, he probably doesn't want to see any of us. He probably hates all of us. All right, so let's then let's take a break. Then, yeah, let's get out of here. Let's come back. We'll talk about Raw and the SmackDown, and like you're saying, you know, hopefully someday in the future we have some other stuff to talk about. Also, a little extra spice in there with some AEW or something else. But uh, right now we got Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> you can already see our thoughts on it based on how how mm-hmm. excited I am trying to prep you for our up and coming segment here after we take a break. Please stay tuned on the Spanish announce table. Fun fact, Eddie Guerrero wrestled at the first ever Ring of Honor show. The Spanish announce table. Ron Smackdown. Uh, Tom. It happened. Uh, yeah. It overall, definitely happened. Overall thoughts? Uh, well, they uh, used their three hours to produce a show that was forgettable on Raw. Mm-hmm. And then the next night on Smackdown, they used their two hours to produce a show that was also forgettable. Uh, I thought overall, nothing was horrible. I don't think that we're going to look back and be like, did you remember that one time when they fucked up that storyline or that match was so god awful? Of it, none of that bad. Yeah. Conversely, nothing that we're going to say, hey, do you remember that one time fill in the name blank uh, wrestler uh, did the other thing to the other fill in the name blank wrestler? Right. Mm -hmm. None of that happened either. And here's the thing. I was thinking about it because I wanted to go on this whole like you guys should just be trying harder and you folks need to be putting forth effort and yada, yada, yada. And it easily I've done that for five years uh, on this podcast. I could do it for five more. But I also have to realize 52 weeks of new content Uh each year, three hours on Raw two hours on SmackDown each and every week, there's going to be duds. And this was a dud. So I'll say that again, nothing wrong, but nothing good. It happened. I watched it. I'll forget about it probably by Thursday. Yeah. Move on. But I do feel like there's a lot more of those, right? So, you know, BM duds, as you call them, I just feel like they don't have an ochre overarching, 
storylines or themes in a pattern. Remember when they used to make that big deal about it? It's the season premiere. Dude, if you told your storylines in any kind of season-esque kind of time frame, that would have been cool. But, like, you're not, mm-hmm. you never, I don't even know the last time they've ever thought about that kind of thing. And that there's a reason that shit works. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's proven. I, I don't know. I, well, and here's the thing that we talked a little bit off uh, line about, but we'll bring it up in the podcast because it is a pro wrestling podcast and it's a pro wrestling topic. But we always, and I say we, and I'm generalizing saying uh, the IWC, want to throw blame at the nameless writers that we don't know, right? Oh, my God. Why don't they – Give us something to it, this is wrong with the writing and that is wrong with the writing. Hire T-Mac, you know, all of that stuff. And to a certain degree, it's true, right? They should hire me first off. And then, yeah, there's some <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a very lucrative deal, too. Right. Of course. Yeah. Very, you know, health insurance for the rest of my life. All that fun stuff. Anyhow, um, you're getting old. Listen to the first well, thing hey. you were requesting, right? Well, no, I just know how the world's going. Well, I know, yeah. what, I know what's important. Well, and and you got that thing on your neck right now. You're yeah. like, yeah, boy, yeah. I need some checks coming in when exactly. I get hurt. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's easy to blame those the, those writers, and to a certain degree, there is merit to it, right? They're hiring a consistency, or what? What? What's the term for it? the uh, to make sure our, there's all? Oh yeah. Uh, like a- yeah, I know there's an overarching right? yeah, consistency among storylines and scripts and stuff yeah. like that, right? Continuity. There's a continuity mm. writer, right? And yes, that is needed. However, look, this also goes on the performer too, you know? Uh Mr. Ass Man is not the fucking best gimmick in the world, but Billy Gunn got you to remember it. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, and yes. so right. If we if we go to the main event of both of these shows, and in no way am I trying to say like, but I'm also saying, Hey, let's be honest with ourselves. I wasn't clamoring to my TV and sitting on the edge of my seat when I had a stare down between Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. It just was kind of average. Also on SmackDown, when Kofi Kingston walks out because apparently Kevin Owens can't kick the new day merchandise. I wasn't going, Oh my God, here we go. Neither was the crowds either. So, Let's also say maybe these this group of talent, this crop of talent, isn't it? And I told you this offline. I think maybe we're in that 1993 kind of mode where Bret Hart had the title. It was before Shawn Michaels really took off, and Bret Hart's having to wrestle, you know, the Bob Backlunds and Jerry the King Lawlers of the world. Maybe that's where we're at. I think that is where we're at because none of this talent is really jumping off well, the page to. And I think we're about to get a little more competition that we've talked about. Somebody with financial backing that's going to have like a serious TV deal, it seems like. Uh, that could be the spring to where cream rises from the top because they're pushing the envelope in some things. They're mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. new things. They're going with the flow, whatever's working in the moment. Because they are going to worry about these ratings when there's when they've got to compete for advertisers. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. And also, I think... Record low ratings uh, for Raw. Again, yeah. previous week also. Yeah. Odd. Yeah. Odd. yeah. Well, and I also think to a certain degree, uh, you know, storylines move faster than what they used to even 10 years ago, 15 yeah. years ago. You know, Stone oh. Cold Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon or Mr. McMahon was a year to two year storyline where now that's being told mm-hmm. in six to eight months. So here the other more, the almost more horrific story uh, or 
news part of that ratings was not only record low ratings again consecutive weeks the drop was record also from hour one to hour three right i don't fact check but there was some like 18 percent drop and only 1.9 million people watched the third hour that's uh impact numbers of some mm-hmm. level you know what i mean yeah, guys? yeah. Whoa, it really is whoa that's bad something's got to change yeah, it's very bad and it you know last uh you know towards the end of last year we were all clamoring for the becky lynch the man and it was great and it is still kind of good becky two belts is something that we can talk about you know she's trying her best right. but you know post wrestlemania it's just hey guys i'm here defending this title and that other title on all shows. Okay. And two blondes from the Carolinas don't like you. Right. I don't know why yet. Now I get the Charlotte thing. I don't get why Lacey Evans really hasn't been explained to me, but if you follow him on Twitter, which you want me to watch three hours of a show and then also follow these people on Twitter to stay up on your storylines. God forbid, Jesus Christ, let's, you know, calm it down a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It's just, they give us certain things, but it's in spurts and it's not consistent, right? We also right. talked about Becky Lynch being the hottest thing in the world. Here's the easiest storyline to tell. And then we had this well, clusterfuck of Charlotte again, heel turn and Beck or uh, Ronda heel turn and all this other stuff. They still are writing as though it's this. They're doing great things at the Performance Center NXT in this that we've got to build these great characters, right? Let's find these great characters. These people who can fill these great characters that feel natural, they work on them, they invest in them, we practice them here in NXT, we put them on the road a little bit, now we get them to the main roster, great, you guys are doing great there. But you're writing it as such as like, as soon as we figure out this great character, we're going to put them on here, and the storyline will just find a way to kind of write itself, because it's such a great character, which is not I how bailed. it happens. You need to be, that performance center and that, and that kind of scouting thing is you need to be thinking ahead and thinking of storylines that involve certain characters that you need to be finding fits mm-hmm. for. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of route you need to be going. You need to be telling me storylines and working characters into them. Yeah, and I, you know, I'll bring it up again, and I've brought it up, you know, dozens of times before, and so, you know, sorry that I have to do this again, or that I feel that I have to do this again. But to your point, the biggest example of that is Bailey, right? She starts off as a character that's uh, inspired by the bright lights and the ring, and this is a childhood dream. And by the time she gets on the main roster, she's just a grizzled veteran who doesn't hug anymore and hangs out. But she's still I a mean, hugger, th- right? Well, no, she's not. Remember, oh, she yeah, went over SmackDown and said, it. well, her, when she came over SmackDown, she said, I left all my hugs at Raw. So if you're a hugless hugger, then you're a gimmickless gimmick and you need to do something besides just wrestle and have some inflatable things yeah. that were cool in the 2000s. But there's no storyline. If you give TV time to that, right? But I got no yes. hugs. And then there's no. Well, but then, yes. And I, I agree. Yes, there are no. There is no. And I'm picking on Bailey because I loved Bailey. I had a Bailey t-shirt. Remember that? I had the Bailey t-shirt that I would come into the studio with. I love Bailey. I love that character if it was a character. But it's a little bit on the performer too, right? So if the creative isn't doing anything for you, we need to do something, right? Do some type of crazy move or have some type of weird catchphrase you're working on. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, after he cycled through the Vince McMahon storyline, he started doing the what chant. 
right? right? And that got over and it's still, you know, resonating today. So you still do yeah. things. Arguably bigger than the shit he was doing before, yeah. right? It's had longer lasting impact on the current crowd. Yeah. Right. And so that's the thing is, you know, if something's not there for you, do something yeah. for yourself. And it just feels like well, well, both sides are just saying, let's get through. Here's what we got, though. When we talk about the man, Steve Williams, right, that is Steve Austin, if that's his real name, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. nine, ten times out of nine, right, he's going to mm-hmm. be the most charismatic guy in the room. He just has that about him. Yeah. So there is some of that also. Like, I mean, that's a high bar to hold pretty much everybody too so if we we don't got these people on the roster then we've got too much content that we're trying to fill so again it needs to be based around the story lines that you're Mm -hmm. fitting these characters into and it needs to be much more driven where you need to be having you need to be spending more in writers and acting coaches and you know producers and agents that are working on that here's how we need to get across this in the script or the feel of of the you know what i mean like it just gotta be i agree but i'm just saying you know uh, the man got over Becky Lynch's and the man got over just because she kept repeating it and it was controversial. And then WWE said like, well, okay, we'll run with it. Like that was a self-initiated talentless or talent driven gimmick. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Some of these people, you but, know, Liv Morgan, for example, Liv yeah. Morgan on Instagram uh, stood in front of the SmackDown sign, you know, cause now she's on SmackDown mm-hmm. and she, and her comment, which infuriated me was Tell them that you miss me. Well, yeah. no, that's not my job to right. start every hashtag for people that are down in the dumps on where they are creatively. That's on you to get through. Right. That's what I'm getting. Well, but even the Becky Lynch thing to me, it feels like it's going to fizzle out because they don't have anything to do with it. Well, yeah. Now that that's on the story. Yes. Now I agree. But I'm just saying, you know, maybe we can sp- if you're going to have a mundane week like this, which it was, you know, and everyone I think would agree to that, even the talent and writers themselves, then someone needs to try some things, right? If you know that next week is kind of a throwaway show, try a what chant, try a, you know, uh, Mr. McMahon. I don't know. Try something where you're going to, you know, be, take a chance. Right. And now you have the the alternative of AEW. So if you get fired, guess what? Go over to to our fun sister, you know, competitor AEW. Like it just feels like no one's trying. It just goes like, you know, it's going to sell out SummerSlam. So let's just buy our time, get by, and we'll get to SummerSlam. And then after that, you know what'll sell out? Survivor Series. So let's just get through. We'll put the fun matches on paper and and that yeah, just, just doesn't feels like it's they are a rolling train, but there's nobody with an overview of the rolling train and directing where the train's going, it feels like. It's just, it's just I don't know. To even go further along with that analogy, this is how I feel with the WWE. It feels as if, because, you know, uh, WrestleMania was the biggest crowd in MetLife Stadium history, right? Uh, their record profits for the first quarter, I think it was. All of these amazing things. This is how I feel, if you want to keep with the train analogy. Everyone's at the front looking out the windows saying, look where we are at now. Look at that right. big building right, and that right. big building and all of these amazing, you know, the forest over there. And oh my God, that river is so beautiful. Meanwhile, the fucking caboose is on fire. And no one's fucking yeah. talking about that. Right. Yeah. Nobody's looking. Right. Yeah. 
right? Like, we're looking out the front. Oh, my God, this is so cool. Look where we all are. They don't fucking realize that the goddamn train yeah. is on fire. Yeah, you may not be derailing, but it's going to catch up to you and burn it's you in the ass. It's going to catch in, up to right? you, yeah. yeah, soon enough. But, yeah. yeah, so let's get into Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Any general things, well, or do you want to run down no, a little bit? I'll start running it down because we go over here. I, I started at first giving them a little bit of credit. They were trying to build – intrigue here so when they open up with the moment of bliss and they announce the four competitors of raw for the money in the bank and they've got mcintyre and corbin getting into it with each other right like you Mm -hmm. said the heels don't gotta like the heels in fact they probably wouldn't like each other either and here he's like you're stealing my moment and then they built that into the match which i liked you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i liked Mm -hmm. all that what were your thoughts there what are you thinking there yeah again you know, uh, the one person who I don't even know if he's trying to be this way, but the one person that is the most hated wrestler in WWE, maybe the entire pro wrestling world, like legit heat is Baron Corbin. And he's yeah. just leaning into it. And I like it. He's doing great right now. I mean, he feels like I he's confident. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't remember when he like was fumbling his lines when he first started mm-hmm. and looked like he was scared. He, he's lost all of that. Like he's firing yeah. pretty well right now. He's doing good. And when I say I like him, it's not the Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn kind of like where secretly I kind of like the promo and I really want to watch him wrestle. No, I just yeah. fucking hate Baron Corbin. Well, and he's just a big dude. You see him when he's like measured up against uh, yeah, Drew. Yeah, everyone like, look small against. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay, here we go. Corbin about to whoop some ass, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. And Ricochet, who just got – one uh, thing that I do realize from that opening promo, it seems like, is now maybe I'm – reading this incorrectly, but it felt like no one was really given a script, right? They Mm -hmm. said that here's your talking points, but like there was a lot of talking over each other to the point where Drew McIntyre just told Ricochet to shut up. And he did, which again, you're bank face. Can't, but it feels real. So, I mean, right. But then Ricochet needs to be like, bitch, let's fucking throw hands. Let's fight. Well, yeah, I just, it, it, everybody was so big with Ricochet in there, you know, it was like, woof. Buddy. Which is great. No, yeah. that's great. Because then, you know, that storyline that they just hammered to death uh, with the baby face has to overcome that they tried to do with the best looking guy on the roster, Roman Reigns, which no one fucking believes. We're right. going to do it with Ricochet. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you could do all that stuff that you were trying to do with Roman Reigns. You just got to pull your head out of your ass and just say, we're doing it with this guy because yeah. it's believable. Sami Zayn, Ricochet. Everybody's going to be like, I want that guy to beat up the big man, right? Look at yeah. him. He's fucking right. Yeah. Look at him trying so hard. He tries so hard. He flips all over the place. He looks great. <laughs> Look but at his when abs. They get set, yeah, but when they get set on the, this is our guy and this is the way we're going to tell the story, it's like, that's not believable. Roman Reigns will never, I don't care. Going, I know we're moving a little bit ahead to SmackDown, mm-hmm. but I don't care. I will never find sympathy for a guy who could steal my fiance. Well, yeah, like, I mean the guy looks you know like a I mean? he looks like a Middle Eastern action hero movie star. You know what I mean? I'm not trying. And he to, acts like, like it too, right? right? Like it's yeah. not like he's like this weird neurotic guy that's afraid of the shadow. He's also yeah. com- like he's the make him fucking James Bond. You know what I mean? Stop making him Captain Underpants and fucking make him James Bond. You're telling the wrong story with the talent. Anyway, yeah. sorry, yeah. Roman Reigns. But yeah, let's, yes, yeah. the first segment was good. The match was fine. Yeah, I think Ricochet needs to be the underdog. 
You at home can play along with us here on the Spanish Announce Table by following us on Twitter, at Table Show, and using the hashtag TweetTheTable, like at Chris Mercado 23 just did. Well, he didn't just do it, but you know what I'm saying. He said, this superstar shakeup is never going to end. Also, I thought Gallows and Anderson were going back to the rubber band club. Hashtag TweetTheTable. Yeah, because we got the Usos versus the Good Brothers, which, hey man, if we're if the Good Brothers are there and we're doing tag teams and the revival's going to go away, which word is there? turning down contracts um uh hey uh, whatever tag teams it's good at least they're a tag team and they know what they're doing and they've traveled the world to get us so let's do this yeah i i'm i'm okay with it uh as we you know that match it served its purpose usos are again the best tag team in the world mm-hmm. uh they've hit a home run wwe as with keeping them on uh the roster but moving that forward you know, you have the hottest tag team, the best universally accepted tag team outside of maybe the Young Bucks, but they have de- their detractors, i.e. me. Um, and you go to the main show, the flagship, you know, uh, where we say this is where everyone's going to watch Monday Night Raw, the number one tag team. And their first storyline is they catch other guys shaving their backs. Yeah. You fucking serious? Mm-hmm. Like I get, hey, it's a wholesome thing. That's one, not funny. Who cares? And two, it's dumb. Yeah, well, it's dumb, and yeah, it's the odd. best tag team. It's not like you're trying to get a tag team, uh, some some TV time, right? You could do that with back in the day. You know, American Alpha catches the revival doing that. Okay, they're a mid level getting them tv yeah. the usos are your main shit well, man and their face like here you know what i mean like if they were the heels and they were fucking with a face revival bunch to where we're finally like sympathetic and we're like i want the revival to kick their ass now these guys keep fucking with them you know what i mean like catching them shaving their bag putting shit in there you know what i mean like prank warring them you know what i mean where we're like guys stop fucking with them but that's right. not what you're and, doing here yeah you're doing counterculture writing because back in the 80s it was funny right to catch people doing embarrassing things now and maybe i'm speaking for myself so tweet the table if you disagree but now we've gotten so far to the point where we're empathetic to people doing weird things that they're the baby face and that's where the storyline writing is so archaic because you know if me and you had to shave each other's backs and we got caught doing that, yeah, it'd be a little embarrassing, but you know what? We're helping each other out. That would have some type of base of yeah. like, man, that's yeah. good friends. We'd have so many like comments of like, I support you guys. That's great friend. Like yeah. the world needs more people like you. And we'd be like, yeah, exactly. we do. Like anybody need their back shaved? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at Twitter, look at Facebook, look at Instagram, look at the the, the social media posts that you see where weirdos, quote unquote, are celebrated and what you're doing in WWE is just shitting on them like it's the 1980s. Okay. Anybody need their back shaved is going to be the. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the title. All that's, right. I like that's, that. That's one. option two. <laughs> or this isn't a shit bag. I like this running title thing where we can go. Yeah. Or hey, that's option three, running title. Yeah, we you know if we if we did live shows like with the chat and stuff, we could we could have the fans vote on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they got them shaving their backs. It's all oh, it's like that. So what is ass cream? All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, you remember that the ass cream? Oh yeah, Christian yeah, and right. uh, was mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, Jericho? Yep. Oh no, it was yep. so yeah, it was Jericho and Christian, and then it was the Dudleys. 
right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. Right? The Dudleys found uh, it? Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, what the hell is ass cream? <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Okay. Bobby Lashley and The Miz. And so I like this idea of, of McMahon is, is using, instead of, I mean, they're going to fight at Money in the Bank, but I like McMahon using henchmen instead of McMahon getting in involved, mm-hmm. although he's telling the same story essentially twice. Again, yep. they're doing that kind of thing again. Um, we've apparently lost Leo Rush. Apparently that dude's pissed off enough people that they're not going to have him back around, rumor is. so. Um, you know. I mean, it had potential. They kind of were yeah. doing the same song and dance each time. So he was getting a little Enzo-ish, gonna... I guess. Well, and what I'm, yeah, and, and as a viewer, again, not caring really backstage how that it's portrayed, but just as a viewer, if you weren't going to pull the trigger one way or the other with the Leo Rush, Bobby Lashley thing and keep doing the same thing, well, I'm over it. The same yeah. thing was fine, but I'm done. Right. Yeah, you may as well let him go do whatever he's going to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, if he's not fitting in a story. Or if they're just not progressing, right? If right. it's Lashley. Well, cool. You did that in August. Like, you need a little bit more, you know? Yeah. You can't just say the same thing, get beat True up, that. and then Lashley saves your ass. True that. True that. Uh, ba, ba, ba. At Chris Mercado 23 says, there's so many camera cuts whenever Shane McMahon is throwing those terrible punches. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, since we were talking about McMahon. I don't know if he was. Because it's the worst. Yeah, he's not good. He's not good. Yeah, he came in, and th- that's right, because he beat up the Miz. He throws punches as if halfway through throwing his punch, he wants to not throw it. It yeah. like always like retracts back as if he shouldn't have done it in the first place. It's so weird. Uh, Viking Raiders beating the Lucha House Party again. I mean, yeah, we've got to introduce these guys. We've got the name set. I'm going to give them a pass on that one. They corrected it. Um, yeah. You know, that was we, fine. Again, we need a story. We, I mean, we don't have it yet, but, you know, again – when somebody's debuting, you give them a little bit of pass on that too. Cause so, same here. Yeah, right. I agree. Totally fine. No, uh, again, just another, t- you know, checking of a box. Right. They got to beat up three people now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. So then <laughs> this one stuck out to me. The moment of bliss for the women, right? They're going to bring out the four women from raw. They're going to be on the women's money in the bank ladder match. The first one is Natty, right? And no, the first one was uh, Dana. No, it was Natty first, right? And then Dana came out. Oh, that's right. right. Uh, yeah, Natty yeah. sat so, down. Because Natty comes up. out, and she's like, here's where it's it's like, line, 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 right? Like, this is, because she comes down, and she's like, I'm doing my blah, 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 whatever. I, I, it's my time. I'm waiting for opportunity, whatever Natty's saying, right? And then Alexa's like, all right, cool, but I'm kind of doing a thing here, so, like, you know, and she was mm-hmm. like, okay. I'm like, what are you, okay? Like, she, and then she's like, all right, next. And I was like, what the fuck was up? Why do I give a shit then about, why am I getting rah-rah behind you if the moment somebody's like, yeah. no, shut up. You're like, oh, oh shut up, okay. Right? Yeah. Like, you just looked weak mm-hmm. right there. That was stupid. Like, I don't get, like, that's the little details. I did like, I think people are getting behind Dana Brooke, and I want to get behind Dana Brooke just because we shit on her before. Uh, in our history, you know, and I got, yeah, it's Dana Brooke. No, I it's yeah. Dana oh, no, Brooke. I, I'm, I'm still okay with not liking her. I don't care who wins this match. So Dana fucking Brooke. Yeah. I mean, in that <laughs> regards, sure. Right. Let's get, do something new, but she delivers the lines the same way Natty does <laughs> yeah, as, yeah, it's so just bad. so and she looks, static and she looks like a uh, Simpson character come to life. She does. <laughs> she does. Like if they did a live action Simpsons movie, 
she mm-hmm. could be a She'd character. Be in it. Right, yep. yeah. <laughs> All right, um, we're getting that Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse again. I just I, this I one again. I liked it, but I feel like they're going too quick. Yeah. He already did a painting of when Randy Orton uh, burned down the yeah, house, right? right? And it's like week two. Go a little bit more I with just, the yeah. hey guys. You're already alluding to he's just going to go back to Bray Wyatt. So I mean, come on. Well, and is that's he, just it. Is it a duality? Is he going to get? But like, I I don't know how this ties into a. I, if there's a way to again do this into a long term storyline, I just don't know how you're going to do it. I just, it's odd. It's weird. Well, what my fear is is that they're going to have this transformation happen in the Firefly Funhouse, and then he just comes out finally on raw or SmackDown, whatever show it as is Bray Wyatt as again. Bray Wyatt. Like the transformation doesn't happen in the ring or within the WWE universe. It just happens in this, you know, side piece vignette. And that's not, you don't fun. think he's going to come out and wrestle in this fucking sweater with collar shirt on her and shit. I hope so. That's what I'm saying. But they're already showing the cards of, Oh, he already has this dark side. And it's like, no, well, man. But is that it? Like, are they going to, I don't know. Yeah. What I would do, and again, hire T-Mac, whatever you want to say. Um, what I would do is almost make this fun Bray Wyatt thing almost like the uh, the uh, the Brodus Clay, where it was so over as this like, well, I didn't expect that. Now let's just run with it kind yes. of thing. And get the face thing over, and then once the face thing becomes stale, then you do the, oh, I always had this secret underbelly. I I wouldn't turn him back into the Bray Wyatt, you know, Louisiana swamp cult leader thing, right? I would just leave him as this, but he's got that, like, but really, I'm a serial murderer, and I've got people in my fucking closet, right? Right, and that would be cool. The only thing I fear with that is he turns into Festus, and he changes when a bell rings. Like, that's what they're going to do to him. Yeah, no, it's got to be cold, calculating sociopath, as he alluded to, which I don't know if him him blanking for a second and making sure he was spelling it right was intended or not. I don't know if you caught that because he's like S O C I O P A T H, right? And I was like, was that on purpose, <laughs> or did yeah. they, or were they like, "Hey man, it's take twenty-seven, fuck it, it was good. You spelled it right this time. Yeah. We're fucking okay, rolling. cool, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, uh, yeah." God, I don't know. Um, Naomi and Alexa Bliss had a match. Alexa Bliss's uh, shoes kept on coming untied. Yeah, and yeah, that whole thing was about a shoe. Um, I did like her back to the announcing the names, and she was like, there's somebody else out there waiting to see if it's their chance. Do this for the sanctity of the women's. And they're like, cool. She's like, it's me. (laughs) 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 Fucking best. She's the fucking best. Um, Now, now I do know the Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle, for anyone listening, like, oh, obviously that was another shoe thing. I'm just saying it seemed like a real issue. But anyhow, go ahead. Sorry. Um, Yeah, we saw Dominic again. What do you think? Uh, maybe that's where this is all leading to. Maybe Rey Mysterio signed with WWE so that his son could be a wrestler. And then the retirement match is, yeah, Dominic versus Rey. Mm. Yay. Which, fine. But, you know, whatever. Um, okay, then Lacey Evans brawl. Have you ever put your dad on your shoulders and walked around with him? (laughs) Like Dominic did to Rey? No, no, I couldn't. (laughs) 
Nope. I mean, I'm, I could probably do it now. Get done. It's just funny. It's, it's just a funny visual. Uh, yeah. Okay. Lacey Evans, Becky Two Belts. Fine. Hey. It's fine. All right. So now Corey Graves, a little bit foreshadowing the SmackDown. He kind of hinted at this too, or even directly said it could happen. Uh, she wins both matches. Somebody cashes in on one, right? Oh, she Jesus. She doesn't leave Becky two belts, but she wins both matches. Oh, my God. That would just be so – but then does she get a rematch? No, they don't do that, right? No guaranteed well, rematches. That's that how they split it. She's back to her brand. Oh, if I could – if I could – if I could get another shot, I would, I'd be Becky two belts tomorrow, right? Done. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. The brand split just has no integrity to it, and so it's just sad. Yeah, it really doesn't. There really isn't. Again, I wish they had distinct, different brands that didn't overlap, that didn't, right? Like, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, and it feels like uh, Vince McMahon or whoever, you know, is in, thinks that people only watch Raw or SmackDown. It's so weird. He has to know that the general wrestling fan watches both shows. I don't get it. Like, just, it's weird. Yeah, I don't get it either. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Hawkins and Ryder, Revival. Yeah. Yeah, that led into the back shaving thing, so we'll move past that. What else after that? Uh, Shane challenging, uh, or Miz challenging Shane to the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, we talked about that already. Yay. Yeah. Right? Like, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, another just, it happened. You have to get there, right? So someone has to challenge someone, so it makes sense, but also it's forgettable. Yeah. All right, we got another Sami Zayn thing. All right, now it's hitting the point where I'm like, all right, cool, we get it, we know what you're about. Now, what are we doing about it? Yeah, who's going to be the the fans' savior and come out and challenge Sami Zayn cutting us down? Well, and then what? All right, so how many can you do that? One, two guys. And I mean, hey, Sami Zayn. I again, I think Sami Zayn's creative enough to where he can do I a second, you. third thing. I believe you. Yep. I, I just think. This is where I would go with it. You want to know where I would go with the Sami Zayn uh, yeah, thing? Yeah. Let's T-Mac story say, time. Yeah. Let's say who – who give me a mid-carder, though, that would interrupt him. Someone has Andrade. to interrupt him. I don't know. It's wrong brand, but uh, – Give me – who's a baby face? Baby face, baby face. Uh, oh, on I, Raw? Yeah. Who's a baby face that's not doing much? Uh, buh, 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 let me roll through here. Let's just say Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Let's just say it's Rey yeah, yeah, Rey Mysterio. Mysterio. Why not? Right? They 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 drop the Dominic thing. Rey Mysterio interrupts him. Right? This is what I would do with Sami Zayn. I would have Sami Zayn get interrupted by Rey Mysterio, and they say like, "You want to fight? Yeah, I want to fight. Money in the bank. It's me versus you." Okay, cool. They put on the best show, the best match of the the night, and then Sami Zayn uses that to then still call the fan the hypocrite. So whether he wins or loses, he goes, it never mattered. All you wanted was your five stars. And what'd you get? You got your five stars. It's ricochet. And so he, That's who we should have been. Ricochet. Not ricochet. Yeah, ricochet. ricochet. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. So Ricochet yeah. interrupts him at a match, at a pay-per-view. Yep. That's what happened. But then Sami Zayn can use whatever happens in the ring still against the fan. Like, oh, I won, but you still didn't think it was good enough. You only gave that right. three stars. What can, what more do I need to do? You know, just, I, I think he should use whatever happens in the ring to still 
shove it to the fan. Yeah. That's how you keep it going a little bit longer. So Mysterio gets his uh, payback on Joe. What do you think? Cool. Happened. Great. Um, okay, so the contract signing, you already kind of talked about it. I mean, I liked their promo there back and forth a little bit, and then you know, then it was a stare down, and then it was like, all right. Well. I didn't. I thought it was uninspired by both people, yeah. Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. It yeah, I mean, I wasn't over the moon about it, but I mean, you know. Yeah, but here's your first shot, right? A dream match. You know, AJ can do this. Obviously, he went after Randy Orton, and we got a little excited about that. So there has to be something you can pull the trigger on with Seth Rollins or vice versa. And it just felt very, I think I'm going to beat you. Well, you're not. Okay. Okay. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, I'm going to beat off. you. Yeah. Well, you're it's just, just, whatever. There it is. That's what happened. I wanted more juice. Yeah, again, it's there is this theme to this generation of wrestlers that is and it, it it does feel like that same feel of the 93 94 crowd of well uh i'm multi-generational i've been doing this all my life uh this has been my thing i've been wrestling for 40 uh you know 14 years now i uh uh this is this is what i do uh i'm great because of that and it's like, well, yeah, everybody can say that right now, man. Everybody's mm-hmm. been doing this. Everybody yeah, hits the road. Has. Everybody's been yep. fucking. It's all here. Yeah, it just seems like <laughs> it seems like like no one has charisma. That's yeah. what it kind of feels yeah, like. It, it is. Feels That's like, what it feels like. Hey, I, I don't really have that great of a personality. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a 630 splash because I'm athletic. Well, fucking off. The gymnast at fucking Iowa State can yeah. go do a six thirty splash. Give me a reason fucking, why I want to watch it. You gotta make me want to listen to what you have to say, so I care about why you gotta beat somebody up or why somebody should beat you up. Mm-hmm. Agree. Sell the fucking tickets, man. I gotta care why somebody wants to punch you in the face. I don't want to yep. see you punch in the face if you don't deserve it. Or I, I want to see you get punched in the face six times if you deserve it. That's what I mean. Like if you don't deserve it, I don't want to see it. But I do want to see if you it. deserve it. Yeah, that'd be great. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Okay. <clears throat> let's see here. SmackDown. Let's move on. Schottenstein Center in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Ohio. Yeah. Oh, H. Beards. Say beards filling in a little bit more over there, Tommy. Seeing you over there now. Still not connecting, but you're getting a little more fullness. Look at a little more early Cactus Jack, if you will. All right. Um, Kofi with Michael Cole talking about the greatest thing he's ever seen in his life, which is weird. Does he have kids? I don't know. Well, hey, here's, again, brand integrity at its lowest point. The fuck is Michael Cole doing on SmackDown? Yeah, right. If everyone's eligible for the Superstar Shakeup, that means after the Superstar Shakeup's done, you stay on your fucking brands. Why is Michael Cole on goddamn SmackDown? Yeah, doing the in-ring, it was odd. Well, and again, this this still feels like we're doing the, the, hey, remember what we did at Mania, guys? Gave Kofi mm-hmm. the title. That's what you wanted, right? Yeah. Let's all took, clap it for like, that. It, it felt like it took eight minutes for us to tell the story of why Kevin Owens turned on Kofi. Right. Like we didn't Kevin Owens turning on Kofi had nothing to do with Kofi's fun moment at WrestleMania. It had right. to deal with Kofi's a champion and Kevin Owens wants it. Right. All right. So, uh, Becky Lynch beat Bailey. Again, 
What the fuck is Bailey doing? I like Charlotte hitting the ring. You know what I mean? Putting some boots to a face, right? Like, well, boom. and that doesn't even make sense. Like, if you're if you're not, unless this whole losing streak of Bailey leads to something, which I don't have confidence it will. Then why don't we save a loss for Bailey and just have Charlotte go out five seconds earlier before the tap happens and just beats him up and it goes to a no contest? The fuck are we doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it right? makes sense. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's not. The fuck are we doing? Yeah, what the fuck are we? What's the big fucking deal? Uh, <laughs> I sent that to you yeah. the other day. Just yeah, as a fun, I like, hey. I would listen to it today. It was great. <laughs> What the fuck are we doing out here? All right, um, the Alistair Black promo. I think we're getting that uh, sinister, dark character, maybe? Yeah, you know what would be cool? Because of how uh, generic metal his lyrics were, metal song lyrics his were, mm-hmm. he should do an acoustic with Elias, where Elias just plays the music and Alistair Black just says his generic 1990s Metallica lyrics. Yeah, That's what it fucking was. Right. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? That would be cool. Yeah. All right. So the SmackDown Tag Team Championships are now vacated, and Lars Sullivan beat up a crippled person. And good. Yeah. That, that makes me hate him. Yeah, it makes me hate him. Yeah. And he's still going after Attitude Era guys, which I like that too. It's true. Although he did, who did he um, get that didn't fit that role recently? Oh, Chad Gable. Gable. Yeah, yeah but that fucking sucked. Hey, no. Uh, I like that. <laughs> and then. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Yeah. On, uh, nope. That's later. Oh yeah. The, the pirate and the, and the no gimmick needed. Yep. There's his enhancement talents. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. It's another thing to establish a team just like the Viking Raiders. I get it. But also Sonya Deville giving up, you know, deferring to Mandy Rose, but saying like, I get that you're trying to, you know what I mean? Like butter me up. So I will, but I already think you should. Where are they going with that? Are they gonna they gonna fight? They gonna break it? Or is she gonna get in there? What's? I hope it's a lesbian thing. Oh, you think it's a lesbian? Let's have Sonya Deville to say, "I want you, Mandy." Rose. You know how many times a day you say that, Tom? All right, no. I hope yeah. it's a lesbian thing. Hey, there's another. I hope it's a lesbian <laughs> thing. <laughs> that might get more clicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So but wouldn't that be more fun? It would be did, more fun. If you kind of alluded back to the Mickey James, Trish Stratus obsession thing, but this actually has legs because they were a tag team. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. Uh, and then we got um, Shane McMahon uh, coming out, um, uh, interrupting the Roman Reigns, right? Uh, I like how uh, he, he had the announcer, Greg Hamilton. He was like, please give me a short and low key introduction. Right, and has him do that. Uh, by the way, Shane McMahon uh, calling out Greg Hamilton's name more than Greg Hamilton's wife's called out his name over the past couple months, I bet, right? I mean, like, he's giving him more, more mic time than anything, right? It seems that way. Right? Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, I mean, Jesus, how many times have you heard Greg Hamilton lately? I never knew that guy's fucking <laughs> name until now. Like, goddamn, man. Fucking... <laughs> Wonder if he's like Shane, man. Wonder if they, if they like go to the bar later. It's like, dude, can you fucking say my name more, man? Like, people don't know who the fuck I am. I'm always that guy. They think I fucking am your assistant. All right. Um, oh, and the B team is heel on SmackDown, ready to, I guess. Whatever. Ready to fight. Sure. The B team. We're still doing that. Why that? not? I don't care. Oh, yeah, and at Katie First Lady on Twitter says, so now Shane has two feuds going with the Miz and Reigns. 
Yay? Hashtag tweet the table. Not yay. I mean, I like that he's doing that, right? He's got Elias. He's got Bobby Lashley, right? If he's leading these guys like, or using them to do his bidding, I prefer that. Yeah, because it makes him more hateable, and then it can actually lead to a payoff match that makes sense. But, right. yeah, I don't know, whatever. It's yeah. fine. I think it's yeah. fine. Again, sure. Yeah. You know what I want to talk about, though? Uh, Ember Moon and Carmella's backstage segment where they're like, we're going to be in the match and I'm going to win and I'm going to win. That sucked. And here's the thing. Ember Moon, you say, I go, I'm a girl or she goes, I'm a woman known by uh, a lot of different names, but I haven't made a name for myself. Well, then you don't have a fucking lot of names. Right. And here's the other thing. What are you, Ember Moon? Be a, I was thinking about this because I, you know how I'd come up with stupid stories. Here's another fun story that I would do with Ember Moon. Make her fucking Undertaker. Make her have all the fun, weird shit that Undertaker does. What female has ever had the, like, you know, undead wizard type shit? None of them. No, the women always get put into, I'm better than you. Let's go outside the box. Here's what I would do. Have Ember Moon lose a fucking match, comes back, repackaged as still Ember Moon, but goes away for three or four weeks. But now she's doing the crazy shit where the lights are turning off. She shows up, she spin kicks, uh, the iconics, right? Does something like that. Then you get her to be a fucking wizard, like with witchcraft, kind of Bray Wyatt style, undertaker style. And then you give her Nikki cross as a girl who believes in the magic. Right. And Nikki Cross is almost doing her bidding like uh, Ember Moon's coming, Ember Moon's coming, Ember Moon's coming. Oh, my God. And like a weirdo that believes into this cult leader who is Ember Moon. Ember Moon doesn't need to talk because fucking she can't. So you just keep her quiet, have her do all the fun lights and all that shit. And then you have her have a little henchman or henchwoman uh, that does all of her bidding and talking. Nikki Cross, who's not even on TV. You got a psycho with a cult leader. There you go for the women who's never got any of that. Yep, uh, I like that idea. I like that. I like that. That's a really good Tom. Hire T Mac. Thanks. Um, <clears throat> Balor and Ali beating up Orton and Andrade. Yep, it happened. Hey, they're going to be in that Money in the Bank match, so we got to make it a tag yeah, match because there's right. four of them. Because there's four of them, uh, and then the Owens Kofi thing that you alluded to. Again, I liked it as far as it happened closing the show. I thought it was a little, um, it was a little bit of a layup. Yeah, I don't understand why Kofi got upset that Kevin Owens kicked merchandise of his friends. <laughs> like that got you over. Well, I mean, that really yeah. got you heated. You know, I mean, he's, he's upset, Tom. It's, it's, it's the symbolism of it all. And the only thing that was a little sad is the crowd sat on their hands when Kofi walked out with no music, right? It was meant to be like a real, oh, I'm a fist fight. I'm not waiting for music. Okay, I get it. But the crowd just went, oh, hey, it's Kofi. Yeah. (laughs) Kofi. Oh, hey, you guys remember he's the champ? Yeah. No, the WWE champion. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, that'll be over in a month. All right. um, (laughs) Anything else to wrap it up, Tom? No, I think, like I said. Uh, the world of WWE uh, was lethargic and it happened and that's fine because 52 weeks, there's going to be these. Uh, they feel like they're a little bit more uh, often than they should be. But anyhow, going to stay positive about yeah, it. There's 52 really, weeks, so there's going to be these, but do those have to happen out of like 48 of the weeks? Like, I'm Right, just, true. <laughs> like, 
Uh, I will say though the the John Moxley thing got me excited. Mm-hmm. That has me intrigued. Uh, the Cody Rhodes promo has me intrigued. I don't d- agree with it, but if I'm not supposed to because he's a heel, then great. Um, I liked it all as far as things outside of the WWE, just not really inside the world of the WWE. Right. Well, I think it's a good place to leave it at, and we will just. Uh, watch again for another week and hopefully we'll come back with better things to discuss when we come back next week for episode 259 of the Spanish Announce Table. Fun fact, all of WCW's pay-per-view buys combined for the year 2000, that's around 945,000, had about 100 less buys than the WrestleMania of that year, WrestleMania 17. <laughs> the Spanish Announce Table.